My name is Bradley Guys. And my name is Adam Pringer. And welcome to the Hot Swap. Welcome to episode 16 of the Hot Swap. And uh, why don't we get into what I got into this week first, and then we'll see what's going on with Adam. Sounds good. Uh, speaking of Adam, we played uh, we played Splatoon at least two more times, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'd say we probably... Not a ton, but it was... Yeah, the last game was only an hour, but we played a bunch uh, earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we've basically tested every level out now and gotten good uh, play time in it. And uh, Adam and I have both uh, permanently switched weapons. I mentioned that I was running the brush last week, and you've switched to uh, you're using the slosher now, right? Uh, yeah, one of the the big like cement mixer style. Yeah, so it shoots out like it basically they come out like grenades. And uh, what kind of a uh, sub weapon do you use with that? Um, the one that I'm kind of stuck with is um, what does that have? Uh, the sub weapon I have is oh man. Put me on the spot. Uh, the Ink Zuka is my my special. Yep. And the grenades are uh, the like locator. Oh, the echo locator. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, eh, not that cool, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're not really. You're. I guess maybe if you had the grenades you liked, you would throw them more. But you're more of a you're more of a get in there and slosh it up kind of guy anyway. When you're running that weapon, he just goes in there and takes care of business. And uh, yeah, that's been fun. I I, I think we're going to keep playing because when we play anything, it seems like what we play lately. Oh yeah. Yep. And uh, what else did I get into besides? I played a bunch of Adam's new Mario levels, and after I finished the ones he put up, he informed me that he put more up. Mm-hmm. So I'm still working on the video. I actually recorded the first two levels. I think it was Big Pit and Little Pit, and then <laughs> I got to I got to micro level claustrophobic, and it was so hard I had to stop the video because it would have been like I don't know five hours long. Just it took <laughs> me forever to figure out how to beat this level. But I finally did, and then I ran through a bunch of your other levels. And the next level after that, I I want to say is really clever, and I'll show how to do it in the video, but. It took me a while to figure out how to to find the P switch and get the uh, bricks to disappear so the cannons would fall down, which exposed another hidden door, which was kind of cool. So that's probably my favorite level so far, just because when I finally found that P switch and hit, I was like, and the cannons fell. I was like, oh wow, there's another door hidden there. That's so cool. I kept going <laughs> through the door. You could see. And how did you do that trick, Adam, where it kicks you back out of the door? I've never seen oh. that before. Little trick that I know: if you uh, you can hide doors behind uh, the bullet bill blasters, right? And if there's something impeding the door, like an item or 
or one of those blasters, you can't go through it. So it just, you attempt to open the door and it doesn't work, so you go back through the other end. Yeah, it makes it look like you go in and the screen flashes and then it, mm-hmm. it's like it kicks you out of it. It's real. I'd never uh, played a level like that. I thought it was really cool. So anyway, yeah, that's pretty much all. I mean, besides, of course, Pokemon, which I always play a little bit of. That's all I got into this week. Okay. And uh, for me, uh, once you notified me that you played through the levels and you were having such difficulty that you uh, had to stop your recording, um, I went through and finished a couple more levels and uploaded eight more, well, ten more levels, actually, um, in an attempt to make sure that they weren't too tricky so they could get through them <laughs> in one recording session, maybe two. Um, and uh, I also, uh, today, went through some of my older levels. I haven't re-uploaded anything, but I went through and re- rechecked them and kind of changed a few things just to try to make them a little bit more user-friendly based on some of your input and just some general information I'm getting from who's beating it and how often and if people are playing it or not. Gotcha. So um, I'm, I'm pretty much at the point right now where I'd like to re-upload all of them with some of these new versions of the levels mm-hmm. and see how well they fare. Because some of the stuff you mentioned, like uh, some hidden blocks that were maybe a little too hidden that you couldn't figure out very easily... Um, I kind of changed some of those levels to where it was a little bit more obvious. Um, the claustrophobic level, I actually added some stuff onto the side of the level that kind of, if you are paying attention, will indicate um, like that hidden blocks will have this specific item in them. Okay. And I think that will probably help maybe get more people to beat the level. Besides um, me and the one uh, Japanese girl that beat it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. it. Because um, my goal is to be tricky, but not to to be cheap and to actually get people to want to play them. So yeah, not to be too fr- You don't want to be too frustrating because that'll mm-hmm. turn people off of playing. Exactly. Um, and so, other than that, uh, previously in the week, other than playing Splatoon, I also had some people over and we played some Mario Kart and some Super Mario Maker, um, and uh, they had a great time. I had a great time playing with some new people that I hadn't played Mario Kart with before. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I convinced them to get a Wii U, actually. Oh, cool. Uh, so that's pretty awesome. I know that they had been playing Mario Kart Wii a lot at their place. Okay. And uh, they had no idea that you could play with uh, anything other than the Wii Remote for controls. Mm-hmm. So I taught them the, the wonderful control scheme of Wii Remote Nunchuck, which is what I use when I play those games. And uh, so then they so then they were using those control schemes to try them out. They both really preferred that because um, it's an awesome control scheme. And so I was stuck with a pro controller, yeah, <laughs> which I I'm okay with, but um, I prefer not to use. And uh, yeah, we had, we had a great time, and they had a great time, and uh, um, I think they're in the process of uh, selling some stuff, some other other game stuff, so they can get this new system and they're happy because Nintendo's awesome and you can use all the same controllers and it plays all the Wii games. So they're not going to be left uh, with stuff that they can't use if they were to even get rid of their Wii, for instance. So yeah. Cool. And uh, I mean, Mario Kart on the Wii was really fun, but the Wii mm-hmm. version's better. So I would say Mario, make the upgrade. Mario Kart 8 is so good. It is, it, it is awesome. And plus all like a whole game's worth of extra content. 
added later on. Yeah, so many levels, and you know, it's got all the best stuff from all the games, pretty much. I mean, it's it's just so much fun. It's a darn shame it doesn't have Funky Kong. <laughs> I never, I forgot about it. It doesn't have Diddy Kong. That's really weird. Yeah, it is kind of strange. Maybe they're going to add them in later, but I don't know. We're kind of running out of time for that. They should bring Donkey Kong Jr. back, too. Yeah. (laughs) That would be cool. Um, And then I also played some Pokemon Go. Um, I finally was getting into it. Um, One of my coworkers has been playing a lot of it, and he's been really getting into all the like hidden tricks that you can do, and he actually... Although not being a gamer has done a lot of uh, getting me into knowing some new stuff. So um, that was kind of pushing me to play it more. And um, so I, I've caught a bunch more Pokemon and I, I really like the game. I, I love seeing you know people out on the street whenever I'm driving home and to spots I know where they're like Pokestops or the little area where you can attract Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, I I see people walking down the street a lot more nowadays. It's it's pretty awesome. I like that aspect of it. The game is fun. Um, I am currently stuck with no Pokeballs. Oh, man. So I have to... I could either pay money, real-life money, to get some Pokeballs, which I'm sure wouldn't be that expensive, and if I continue to play it, I don't think it's that big of a deal to invest some money into something that you're enjoying. Right. Um, or... Um, I have not seen one of these yet, but there are these things called Pokestops where you can go and get things like eggs and Pokeballs from. Yeah, uh, I actually read a story about a police station that was one, and they put out a put out on Twitter. They're like, you can come to the police station and load up on all of your stuff, but please don't come inside the police station. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. um, so I I have yet to have an opportunity to walk around and actually play the game you're supposed to yet. And so I'm stuck without any Pokeballs right now. That so sucks. I tried to I, sideload it onto my Kindle, and I mm-hmm. got it to run. I got to the, the beginning tutorial where you have a Squirtle, Charmander, and, and a and a, what am I trying to say? A, a Bulbasaur. <laughs> sorry, and Bulbasaur sitting there waiting for you. But um, Kindles don't have any kind of GPS, so I can't do it. Uh, yeah, it just keeps going. Can't find GPS, and I walk around my house, and my character just stands there doing nothing. So until I get a phone that can run, and I'm I'm lost on everything. You're just in a void. Yeah, I'm just I'm just listen. I'll live vicariously through you playing it, I guess. Okay. Well, hopefully, uh, I can describe it well enough for you. <laughs> Definitely enjoy it. But other than that, that's uh, I've been doing. You know, just a little bit of Mario Maker, a little bit of. Not pretty much nothing else. So yeah, it's pretty much all Splatoon for you and I. I definitely yes. for me. I mean, even when Adam and I aren't playing, I'm playing Splatoon. I'm picking it up every day for at least an hour. I can't get enough of it right now. But let's go ahead and take a break, and we will get. We're going to get back into our. What do we say last? This is going to be our TV movie segment that we're continuing from our comic book segment of last week. Multimedia extravaganza. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And um, let's go with your song first. You chose uh, Route 10 theme from Pokemon Platinum. Keep it here. We'll be right back.
right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're gonna get into TVs and, and movie-based video game stuff right now, and uh, we're gonna break down some movies first because we figure we can get through this quicker, probably. And uh, recently, I've watched some stuff in, pre- in preparation for this <laughs> <laughs> for this show, and uh, so the first thing I'm gonna bring up is the Professor Layton. And the Eternal Diva movie. Oh, and you mentioned that uh, in a previous show. I maybe when we were talking about Professor Layton, and I hadn't even know I didn't even know there was a movie when you brought it up. So, yeah, it's uh, very much like the animated scenes from the games. Okay, and it takes place, I guess, before uh, the third. No, before the fourth game. Um, the games are split into the first three. Um, being the later games and the second three being basically prequels to the first three games. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this this game is, or this movie is basically Rogue One. Um, it takes place before <laughs> uh, episode four. And uh, it's, it's pretty good. Um, it, it has the same animation quality that you expect from the games. And all, I watched it in Japanese, so I didn't experience the uh, English voices, which I do like. I like the English voices in the games. Um, the Japanese voices are good too. And but the game or the movie, geez, Louise, the movie kind of <laughs> falls apart uh, towards the end of the end of it. There's like the last third of it uh, has like a giant mech uh, oh, in hmm. it, basically. Um, and I did not like it very much. It's kind of um, weird for a laden anything, you know. I feel like it was suffering from oh, Wild Wild West syndrome. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, it, I feel like it. It must have just like wanted to have like a giant exposition at the end of the game, something huge and elaborate, mm-hmm. and um, kind of taking everything up a notch towards the end of the movie. And I, I don't really like that from a, a Professor Layton movie. I didn't. I didn't really like it. It it was too much. It was just too much for the end of the the movie. So um, the animation and everything was good, but it was just too over the top at the end. Yes, and even even all of the story elements throughout the whole movie were really good. Um, and it, but that just like some of the stuff there was just kind of weird. Uh, it, it ended up wrapping up nicely towards the, towards the end. Um, but overall, I would say it was a. I don't know, like a C movie or something like that. Okay. <laughs> I, I went into it really liking it, and then kind of didn't, and then it was okay at the end. Um, but if you're a fan of Professor Layton, I still recommend to watch it. Definitely. Um, the other thing that I watched recently was the Animal Crossing movie. There's an Animal Crossing movie? <laughs> there is an Animal no. Crossing movie. I'm blowing your mind here. Um, so the Animal Crossing movie is awesome. It has a kind of weird thing at the end, too, but it does it in such an animal crossing way that I really enjoyed it. Um, it, it does a lot of unexpected things that I really appreciated, uh, being a huge fan of the series. I could expect a lot from it. And, uh, so it was nice that it did some like little trickery stuff to throw me off a bit that I found amusing. Um, it has really good characters in it. Um, it basically is a story of like a, a young girl, who moves to this animal village by herself for some weird reason? Hmm. Uh, the same, the same plot of all Animal Crossing games. Yep. And I think this one's centered kind of around the concepts of Wild World, 
for the DS. Okay. And uh, so she, you know, meets her neighbor. She works for Tom Nook. Um, and uh, all the villagers are really good. Um, she befriends a couple in particular. And then one of them moves away, which is sad. And so they kind of go into uh, the sadness of having one of your favorite villagers move out of town. Mm-hmm. Just, um, and, uh, and there's a couple festivals in it. And it's just overall a really cute and fun movie. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I would definitely recommend watching this if you can. Um, the downside to this one is it was only ever released in Japan, which explains why you didn't know it existed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I watch a lot of stuff that's only released in Japan, but I just never heard about it at all. I'm surprised. Yeah, but it, you know, a lot of stuff that's only released in Japan will maybe get a Crunchyroll, yeah, Crunchyroll or something. This seemingly has no official translations at all, subs or dubs. Um, I found a, a fan dubbing on YouTube, which is actually really good. Uh, most of the voices were very good. Um, I would highly recommend watching this version of it. The only downside is, I guess, in order to not get caught up by some YouTube copyright stuff, they have a really small screen that they're showing the actual movie on. Yeah, that's what they'll do. They'll put a crazy big border around it so it that way when you look at it, it doesn't look like it's... Mm-hmm. Which is annoying, but I mean... It is annoying, but it's the way I watched it, and uh, I still think it's worth it to go watch it. If you you are an Animal Crossing fan, watch it. If you um, just like anime in general, like Slice of Life type of stuff, watch it. It, It's a very good movie. Yeah, it sounds cool. Um, So those are the the two that are most fresh on my mind. Um, I started watching, right before we were recording, the Ninja Gaiden movie from like 1991 or something. Which I also didn't know about, but as soon as you told me about it, I started watching it too. Of course, you would be all up on a Ninja Gaiden movie. And I don't know how far you got into it. Probably, I don't know, a quarter of the way. Um, It's very 90s. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, It's not, like, super high quality. I was kind of impressed by... There's a car chase scene in part of it that I thought was pretty... There was some pretty good animation in that. Yeah, Uh, I thought it looked pretty good. Um, I saw the first fight when he mm -hmm. uh, hadn't even put on his ninja suit yet. He was, like, he was in some 90s uh, jean jacket action with some tight jeans, and he had his uh, sword. He was fighting two agents, Mm -hmm. and uh, the animation looked really good. He was doing a bunch of cool flips and and it was pretty gory too which i was I mean, surprised not, not about. like not the most gory anime i've ever seen but it definitely has some blood and yeah it's no uh it's not like attack on titan or anything but mm-hmm. it's definitely got some blood slashing and you know blood flying around so it's got some pretty ridiculous sound effects too yeah <laughs> um but I'm, I'm almost finished with this and it's pretty good i like it um it definitely uh, gets the like the feel of Ninja Gaiden down, I think, pretty well. Yeah, I'd agree with it from what I saw, and I'm I liked it. I really want to finish it after we're done recording. I'm going to finish it up, but awesome. I just ran out of time. Um, if you want to, uh, while I look through my list here, if you wanted to go through some stuff that some movies that you could think of. See, movies is tough. When we were talking about what we were going to do, that's what I was struggling with. The only movie I can really think about is the the Super Mario Brothers movie that everybody hates. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not gonna say I hate it, but it's definitely not very Mario, for sure. I mean, I never even saw it when I was a kid. I watched it for the first time maybe two or three years ago, because my wife would constantly talk about how goofy it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's 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 kind of funny at parts, but it, 
the whole thing is if you could probably pretend it's not a Mario movie, you might be able to enjoy it a little bit more. It's just besides <laughs> him being King Koopa and stuff, there's not and you know, and their names, there's not really much Mario about it. The only thing I could say about it is I actually heard uh I was listening to a podcast and I heard that John Leguizamo and uh, what's the other guy's name? Do you remember? I, I don't remember. He's the who framed Roger Rabbit guy, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I, I'm sorry for not remembering his name, but apparently they were drunk through the whole movie. That's a... that's a, <laughs> Apparently they knew that it was going to be so, uh, in their in their words, bad, that that's what they had to do to get through it. They got hammered every day. It must have been pain really well or something. Yeah, I don't I don't know, but that's that was a fact I, I just uh, read or heard about that just a couple weeks ago, and I made sure to file that away. I don't know if it's true or not. It could just be a rumor. I mean, how can we know from a movie that's probably almost 30 years old at this mm-hmm. point? But I just thought that was pretty funny. I want to go back and watch it again and see if I notice any points where they're slurring their words or maybe looking a little wobbly on screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, besides that, I don't have any other movies, man. Everything else I have to talk about are all TV shows. Okay. Um, I will bring up the fact that when looking through the list of movies that we could talk about, um, as far as Nintendo goes, um, there pretty much was their first movie was Mario. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. And then beyond that, other than Animal Crossing, only, the only other time they would ever go into movies stuff was for Pokemon. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm, I'm being silly. I, I like all yeah. the Pokemon movies. Um, so they, they must have been really burned on the whole Mario experience, which they should have been because yeah. it's, it's really not what you'd expect. No, not at all. And if they could have did something like like the Pokemon movies for Mario, maybe there'd be a bunch of Mario movies too. I think they, I don't know. I just think they're being silly trying to go live action. They, they probably yeah. saw the you know how well the Ninja Turtles live action movies were doing back in the day and thought you know we should do that too. Yeah. I mean that's a total guess. I don't know what made them go in that direction. I, I don't know. Um, the the thing that has me concerned about that though is I keep hearing some rumors about. Uh, a live action Pokemon movie mm-hmm. happening. Um, and I don't, I don't think I want that. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if I would check it out, but I don't know how much I would enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so that pretty much does cover all of the movies that I wanted to talk about. I did see that there is a couple of Sonic movies that aren't related to the, the several TV show series that they have. Okay. Um, but I don't know anything about them. So I can't really talk. About yeah. I've never seen any of them either. Oh, and um, there are some Resident Evil games on Nintendo systems, and there's lots of Resident Evil games as well. That's true. Uh, or Resident Evil movies, and uh, I like the first one uh, for what it is, even though it's kind of weird. But, I mean, Resident <laughs> Evil is kind of weird, I guess, in, in general. Um, but I just I quickly fall off in that series and just gave up on it at some point. Um, I like uh, all uh, of them, personally. Okay. And my wife loves all the Resident Evil movies, and I kind of became a fan because of her. And okay. I really liked the uh, the last one that came out, and I I know there have been rumors of more for the last. I'm I'm hoping that there are going to be some more. So I'm sorry that you uh you didn't like the last uh probably like four of them or whatever. But yeah, I I, I don't know what I'm expecting or wanting from them really. But um, I think it's cool that at least they they deviate from the game series mm-hmm. and aren't trying to emulate it in any way. They're just kind of using some of it as source material and, and trying to tell their own story, which, I mean, I guess is what 
Mario Brothers was trying to do, but they this is done in a better way. Yeah, and the action's top-notch. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, you got to go in thinking, who who cares about the story? I just want to see some awesome action. You're not watching mm-hmm. that for great acting. or It's all about the special effects, in my opinion. So, Yeah, so I guess we can get into the TV shows now. And uh, I figure with this section, we can probably just bounce one off of each other one at a time. Um, and so I'll start um, with, I guess, one of the oldest ones that I can think of, which is the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, okay. which was a much better uh, video entry into the Mario Brothers franchise. Yeah, I would agree with that. And again, with the whole live-action cartoon thing, because this show had both, I always liked the cartoon aspect of it a lot better than the live-action part. I, when I was a kid, I was pretty much like, God, can we get this guy off the screen already and get to the cartoon? Mm-hmm. I don't know why they would make that weird decision to do that. Yeah, I don't know, but it, it you know, I actually own uh, the complete like first four seasons or what. I came in like a a pack. Actually, it was my wife. She brought it with her to the marriage. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I'm basically I always end up skipping through the live action just to get to the cartoon. That's all I want to watch. The cartoons, I think they still hold up pretty well. I know they're a little obscure and sometimes they don't have anything to do with the games, but. At least it looks like Mario mm-hmm. in a Mario game. You know what I mean? It's as opposed yeah. to everything else doesn't just doesn't feel like Mario at all. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it's definitely it's fun. It's uh, it kind of uh, has uh, some of the stuff that you see present in some other Nintendo shows where there's just lots of random sound effects from yeah. Mario games in it, <laughs> um, and so that's kind of funny. Um, I, yeah, it's definitely nice that uh, it has uh, that feel that Mario is supposed to have a little bit better than than other stuff. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But, <laughs> so what do you have next? Well, let's, we'll stick with the old stuff. Uh, we mentioned Captain N mm-hmm. in, um, in comics, and they also had a show, which I did not watch when I was a kid. So in preparation for this, I started... You know, going on YouTube and finding all the shows I could watch. So, Captain N is about uh, this kid named Kevin who gets uh, sucked through a portal in his TV, him and his dog, while they're sitting there playing video games. His mom's, like, out in the hallway yelling at him to stop playing video games, and he gets pulled through the TV. And he gets he gets sent to, I forget the name of the place, it's like Video Game Land or Arcade World or something. But basically, <laughs> they mash a bunch of obscure stuff from NES games into a big world. He's there with... um. Uh, a a princess from I don't think a game who runs the world basically, and then Mega Man's there, uh, Kid Icarus, and um, and Simon from Castlevania. Simon looks like a pilot. Mega Man looks like a mishmash between, or, you know, the Mega Man we all think about from NES and what the cover looked like of the original NES game. So mm-hmm. he's really weird looking. He's got a really weird voice. And then, um, and then Pitt's got a Pitt's like super tiny, and he's got a weird ass voice too. And then um, they're fighting Mother Brain, who again looks really freaking weird. It, it, she's in her test tube, but she barely looks like a she looks like a a brain with like spaghetti dripping off of her, and that's her face. <laughs> it's hard to even nice big lips too. Yeah, it's hard to describe. You got to check it out. And then uh, her minions are King Hippo from Punch Out. And um, an eggplant wizard from from uh, Pitt's game, and then eventually Doctor Wily shows up too and starts making robots for, and he's the best looking one out of everybody because <laughs> King Hippo is 
what is he blue adam or he's purple? a really he's a really weird color i mean he looks just like the game but he's a different color uh mm-hmm. wiley looks perfect he looks just like he does from all the shows and games and stuff so and it's basically just them fighting and Almost every episode, I, I watched like probably the first eight or nine episodes. They all kind of have little spinoffs from a bunch of NES games. The, the one that's fresh in my mind is the Bayou Billy one, where he's training uh, uh, Captain N, you know, Kevin, to hunt in the swamp and use the swamp to his advantage so he doesn't have to use his zapper and his controller, which is on his belt buckle, which lets him do all kinds of crazy powers and stuff. And, like, my ability teaching them how to, like, uh, whip with snakes and, <laughs> and uh, like, how to, like, read the environment and hunt. And Bayou Billy has, like, a big hover boat that looks like a Chevy Roadster. And, I mean, it's just – the show is really <laughs> weird. And like you said, um, with the Mario show, there's all kinds of just random Mar- – there's no Mario references in the show, but there's nothing but Mario sound effects throughout the show. Like, for no reason. They'll be walking down, they'll be, like, walking down the street, and you'll just hear random coin gathering sounds, and they're doing nothing. They're just walking. It's so (laughs) weird. But I I do, even though it's classically, what is that, like, late 80s, early 90s, Mm -hmm. I still think the animation holds up pretty good, and I'm interested to watch the whole series. It's just there's a lot of episodes to get through, so... I wonder if it'll ever delve into the post-apocalyptic world of the comic series. Yeah, where him and Samus are running around. I, <laughs> I um, in a synopsis, I think there is a Samus episode, and I'm anxious. Okay. To, I'm anxious to see that because I need the Metroids cool to me. Oh yeah, and um, it's a sad uh, lack of Metroid in this segment we're doing. Yeah, that's true. There was a bunch of comics last week that we could talk mm-hmm. about, but there's not yeah. much else. And, you know, besides, I, there's not really much to say about Captain N. It's just a wacky cartoon. Oh, the other thing I wanted to bring up, um, with all these old shows, it's there's like a certain thing about TV shows from the late 80s and in the 90s where everything's got to teach you a lesson. Mm-hmm. Where every episode's like, we have to learn some kind of uh, moral lesson during, and I don't know, it's just, I like how shows now are a little more uh, goofy, and it also seems like they try to... You know, newer cartoons these days, they do have that lesson kind of thing. Because, you know, it's important for kids to be learning a little something while they're watching TV. But it, I feel like they hide it better now than they used to back in the day. Yeah, which is probably good because adolescents don't like to be told what to do. Yeah, definitely. So, so if, you can, if you can trick them into thinking, yeah, that's way better. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, everybody anybody that wants to or that enjoys what we're doing would probably like Captain N just for the nostalgia Mm-hmm. So I figured I would bring it up. Cool. Um, I'm going to bring up very briefly the Legend of Zelda cartoon. Cool. That was on my list too. Okay. Um, for me, I haven't watched very many episodes of it. Um, it's kind of it's annoying, honestly. It, it's <laughs> look at that right there. <laughs> Collector's um, edition. Ooh. Um, yeah, Link is kind of just an annoying dweeb. Yeah, and I agree. That's, it makes the whole show kind of suck. I guess it's cool that Princess Zelda is way cooler than he is um, and makes a better main character. Um, but, I don't know, he's just kind of annoying. And the the excuse me, Princess thing, I really do enjoy. Um, <laughs> and But other than that, I, I, don't, I can't really get into that series that much. 
Yeah, it seemed to me, I've only seen the first few episodes, uh, it seems to me like he, he's either trying to kick some ass or make out with Zelda. Like, that's, those are his two things, and which, you know, kind of makes sense if you think about it. I did also <laughs> yeah. notice, like, even starting from the first episode, he's already got a lot of gear. I mean, he's, like, pulling out a bow for her, he's pulling out potions and stuff. Like, he's already, it's like he's already been adventuring, and now he's hooking up with Zelda, which was kind of weird. Whereas you'd yeah. think it'd be like the games, he would meet Zelda and have nothing and have to train and build up, but I don't know. I guess they decided to go a different direction with it. He's also really making use of not having the wisdom Triforce because he is really stupid. Because <laughs> he's a dumb, dumb, stupid. Oh yeah, he's he's worse than Mario for Mario Kun. <laughs> he's completely ridiculous. Apparently, that show was uh, like pigtailed or dovetailed or something tailed with uh, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, where they I guess like alternated between those two. Hmm. And the same time, like the same like time block for that show, um, but I never really knew that Zelda, the Zelda show existed. But I might attribute that to me not liking Zelda at the time, so maybe I just saw it and didn't want to watch it because it didn't interest me or something. Yeah, see, I don't remember it either from when I was a kid, and I'm, maybe I was in the same boat with you. Uh, I heard that Zelda was an RPG, and I hated on RPGs when I was yeah. a kid. So it's, it's funny that we have like that exact same story. Yeah, that's the only thing I could figure because I didn't play Zelda for a long time. So, yeah. and now I love it. <laughs> let's see here. Okay, so let's stick with the. I figure we should run through all the old shows. Uh, the next Sounds one, I, good to me. next one I want to bring up is Mega Man, which I watched a bunch of these on YouTube, and I definitely watched them when I was a kid. And the first thing that jumped out to me, besides the whole learn a lesson every episode thing, which is really prevalent in Mega Man, is that they're all uh, ripped. All the robots are <laughs> cock diesel. I mean, they are, they're all way taller than I think they should be, and they all look like they work out five hours a day. Um, <laughs> Even Iceman. Yeah, for real. He's got his crazy little parka on, and he's, I'm telling you, man, he looks like a pro wrestler out there. <laughs> uh, besides that, though, it's, it's done really well. The animation mm-hmm. still holds up. Uh, I, I think uh, the banter between him and his sister is kind of kind of gets on my nerves a little bit, but I could see if I was a kid, I might have liked that more, you know, because I had a sister too, and that I grew up with, and I could I'd be like, oh, sisters are so annoying, because that's basically how Mega Man is all the time. <laughs> He's basically like, just shut up, I'm gonna go save the world, and you just do your chores, and then she always ends up coming to help him and <laughs> yes. gets into trouble. He's got to save her, but then she kind of redeems herself because she'll do something to help save the day. I mean, that's that's the basic Mega Man formula. Um, besides that, though, I mean, it is, it, like I said, it's a pretty good show. The animation, out of all these shows we're talking about, it's probably got the best animation, especially the first episode. That's polished up almost like a movie. Mm-hmm. And, you you know, that's kind of how cartoons were back when we were kids, too. The first couple episodes would look amazing. And then, you know, you would start to see the animation slow. You know, they stop shading as much. And then, then they start to re, uh, you know, reformulate. Cycle. Yeah, recycle the same stuff. So, but Adam. Definitely. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm going to say the, um, the scene where they're, they're showing Mega Man being built is really, really well animated. Yeah, it is. Way it's better really than cool. the rest of the show. It looks like um, it's as good as, you know, the original Transformers movie. How good that mm-hmm. animation was. That's how good that Mega Man stuff looked. But I, I really like it. Uh, oh, I also don't like that um, that Rush is kind of like Scooby-Doo in it. I don't <laughs> okay. like him trying to talk, you know, the rough talk. But besides that, I, I think it's pretty cool. And I, I do want to run through and finish watching all of them. So. 
Yeah, for me, uh, I really liked the show, and I had never played any of the games at the time. Um, but I still watched it in the morning and uh, really enjoyed it. It almost made me want to play the games, but not enough, I guess. But um, I just, it was, all the characters were really cool to me, all the the, the boss robots. Yeah, I like the twist that um, that Dr. Light actually created all those. They're all construction robots and stuff, and Wiley you know, manipulated them and turned them into bad rope. That's kind of cool. Cause I don't think they, I don't think that's the canon for the game. Mm-hmm. I think Wiley built all those in the game. Whereas Wiley was actually Dr. Light's assistant in the show mm-hmm. and he turned on him. I, I know it's kind of a cool little twist on the, on the classic Mega Man story. For sure. Um, so I guess it's, is it my turn? Now? Yes, sir. Um, well, let's go with some older stuff. Um, well, uh, I'm surprised this ever existed, but it was the 90s, so anything can happen, I guess. Um, but the Earthworm Jim animated series, hmm. um, it, it came out on Kids WB along, along the same time I, period. I as, kind of remember it now that you're bringing it up, I, I think. <laughs> okay, so this this is kind of weird because it, it it came out after the first game. I guess I had no idea that the first game was so popular that it warranted an animated or animated series. But sure, why not? Um, and the interesting thing about the animated series was it led to a lot of changes in the second game. Hmm. Um, for instance, in the first Earthworm Jim game they had you using your own body as the whip to mm-hmm. swing around and stuff. Well, in the second game, they incorporated the like booger thing that you had in your backpack, and you used that as the whip. And that change came from a character that I believe they introduced in the animated series. Oh, that's interesting. So it, it's interesting how they, they use that to that effect. Um, and it was a pretty amusing TV show. I mean, it had the same kind of writing and slapstick uh, humor that all the WB cartoons had at that time period. Yeah. Um, so stuff like Animaniacs or Freakazoid. Hysteria. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you had never watched any of those cartoons, you, you kind of know what to expect with this one. Um, it's got the goofy voices and all that. And it, it kind of is set up in a similar fashion that has like almost sketches, like, like short little sketches uh, rather than like an ongoing story. And that's also interesting, but I guess it gives them a little bit more ability to write stuff on it. Um, but it, yeah, it's pretty—it's a pretty good series. Um, my first experience with Earthworm Jim was probably the cartoon. Oh, okay, yeah, I definitely—we used to rent the game all the time when we were mm-hmm. kids. Um, and I, like I said, I barely—I actually kind of forgot there was a show. But now that you're talking about it, I do remember seeing commercials for it, but I don't think I ever watched it. It's very weird. I watched all those other shows you talked about, though. Animaniacs. I, mean, I was all over that stuff, but nowhere from Jim for me. <laughs> uh, so go ahead. Oh, man. Okay, so I've run out of old stuff. <laughs> Uh-oh. I mean, all this, I guess everything's kind of old. Yeah, the the yeah. next show I want to talk about is uh, Kirby Right Back At You. Okay. Which might be my favorite of all these cartoons. I actually think that's a really good show. I, I personally don't like like the townspeople, and King Dedede kind of gets on my nerves. But I think they do Kirby really well. He's he's kind of dumb, but he's also kind of a badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, he eats everything. 
Like, there's this one scene where they're all feeding him, and everybody's been done eating for a while. He clears, he just clears all the food off the table, then he eats everything on the table, too. And then he's spitting out, he's spitting out all the dishes and stuff, all lit clean. So I just thought that was cool. And there's a whole bunch of him uh, hanging out with Meta Knight. Meta Knight's got kind of a Telemundo voice going on, which is kind of <laughs> cool. I like that. And uh, there's all kinds of good action in it. The animation's really cool. There's, I think there is some weird CG, because uh, from all cartoons from like the early 2000s everybody was trying to uh, squish cgi into animation so there's a little bit of that going on but if you can get past that all the stuff with kirby is really cool and like i said the townspeople kind of get on my nerves but i don't really care about them all i care about is kirby (laughs) yeah i didn't really watch the show much um i just kind of missed out on it i do um really like king ddd's assistant yeah I don't even know what that thing is, but he's got a great voice that uh, is like a similar voice to um, uh, some, oh shoot, the old host of uh, uh, Family Feud, Richard Dawson. Yeah. Oh, Richard that's... Dawson used to do this voice that this, it sounds exactly like this character. <laughs> that's so funny. I, that's why I like it. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty good. Uh, I would like to see a newer Kirby TV show though I think that'd be kind of cool and make it more don't like shoehorn a bunch of weird townspeople that have never been in the games really make it about Kirby and all the you know all the people he hangs out with we don't I don't understand what that's the thing that strikes me as odd about this show why did they have to make up a bunch of people I guess they felt like Kirby and all of his enemies and stuff wasn't enough to have a TV show well I think now they could probably make it a series where it's like DDD, Waddle D, Meta Knight, and Kirby teaming up. Yeah, like, like the Wii the Kirby. That'd be kind of yeah, cool. I think that would work. And then they could have other enemies. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that would be uh, pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much. This, all I could say is that all this is on YouTube. So, I mean, I would recommend, if you're going to watch any of the shows that I've said so far, I would recommend Mega Man and Kirby because the animation's great in them. And. If you're a fan of the games, you can you know you can get that nostalgia going for it. That that's basically what all these shows do for me personally. If I was a young kid when this stuff came out, though, because I was I think I was in my twenties when Kirby came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was like if I was fresh like twelve, thirteen, playing the games, I would have I would have been obsessed with uh, Kirby because uh, it's just they make him look so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm gonna try and keep. It a little older. Um, I'm going to have to go back in time a little bit with this one. Uh, but this can be kind of broadened to the whole group of cartoons. But Sonic has a bunch of cartoons. Yep, and that's um, the last one on my list. So Okay. Um, for, with Sonic, uh, the first one that I watched, I guess it was called Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, the, I yeah. Think, I think that's the first one. Um, it's really goofy. This is where it introduced the whole chili dog thing mm-hmm. with Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Robotnik is an idiot. <laughs> yeah, truly. Um, whereas in later series, he kind of gets scary almost. Yeah. Um, and then he's got two sidekicks that are also really dumb. Yeah, like a drill robot and... A rooster robot. Yep. And uh, I really like this series. Me too. A lot. Um, it's it's very lighthearted. It's very corny and, and goofy. Um, it's got some really crazy art in it. Yep. Um, some of it's not that good, but it it's a uh, it's fine for what the show is doing, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I just I really like that series. It's probably my favorite of the Sonic cartoons. 
Yeah, I've watched a little bit of Underground as well. I definitely like the original. I and I really like uh, you know, uh, Urkel. How do you, uh, J- Jaleel White? Yeah, Jaleel White. I really like him doing. I think he does an awesome job with he's, Sonic's he's voice. Probably my favorite Sonic voice. And and honestly, even though that that first cartoon um, isn't really canon and doesn't do a lot of what I think the makers of Sonic want him to be doing, yeah, um, that voice stuck. And pretty much everybody else since then has kind of been emulating that Sonic voice that was created for that cartoon. Yeah, and he's actually, I think he's done some of the voices in later games, too. He has. Yeah, I think he's definitely, when I think about Sonic, I hear, I hear Urkel. That's, I mean, <laughs> he does his voice the best. Yes. Um, so there's the first series, it's kind of goofy. And then the second series, which is, I believe, just called Sonic the Hedgehog, kind of starts to get a more serious tone where um, Eggman or Robotnik at that point still kind of gets a little bit more serious. He's trying to take over the forest, and Sonic kind of becomes the animal Robin Hood, kind of rebelling against the uh, the force of Robotnik. Which is kind and, of how the games are, if you think about it, because he always yeah. has all those uh, animals in his death machines at the end of mm-hmm. each level. So, Yeah, and... Uh, so from from that series it goes to Sonic Underground, which I think even is even a darker series. Yeah, it is. Um, this this one's like very like uh, cyberpunk almost. Oh yeah, it's lots of factories and uh, there's not a lot of nature in this one. They're in like the sewers all the time. Uh, you yeah. sneak around and yeah, it's really kind of dark and almost like a dystopian <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. future. I mean. Yeah, and they're like it's like they're part of a rebel unit and stuff. It's really weird. Um, and I think overall, just based on other people I know who like Sonic, I think this one's probably the most popular of the cartoon series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, later on, kind of around the same time period as Kirby, uh, there was a series called Sonic X. Yeah, which, well, uh, I watched a bunch of that too. Okay, this one, you should correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think it had something to do with like the real world and the Sonic world, like, merging together or something? Or are there being portals between the two worlds? Yeah, something like... I watched it when I was uh, young, around the time Kirby was out. I haven't seen it in probably 10 years. But I do mm-hmm. remember that there was a lot... It was, like, real... Hu- you know, supposed to be real humans. And, I yeah, I think Sonic did... Like, their worlds collided. I know it's, like, the... You know, the newer, cooler Sonic. It's He's mm-hmm. not pudgy anymore. He's... He's all slender and, and quick. He's not he's not running out of gas every episode like he is in Adventures. That's to eat eight chili dogs to get rolling again. <laughs> he's, yeah. You know, he's like flashing around. He's kind of he he has uh he can do stuff similar to his uh his Ultra in Smash Brothers when he turns gold, where he's like dashing around and and he's like crazy fast. And I think they had a from what I remember from when I was younger, I think they had a bunch of the other side characters in that series as well. Whereas the ones yeah. that we just brought up. Besides Tails, they don't really dive into any of the other characters. So they had like uh, Sally, and which is not in any game, I don't believe. Um, and Knuckles was there uh, in some of those series, uh, and then a bunch of like only cartoon series characters were in those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last series was Sonic Boom, which I've only seen the first episode, and honestly, I like the I like the like dialogue and this newest series. Uh, I know people don't like the art style for it very much, but I, th- I think, I think it's probably pretty good. I don't, I don't watch it, but I feel like it's probably a pretty good series. Um, it's kind of a shame that the, the games 
aren't very good so far. Although this new one looks like it will be pretty solid. Okay, so yeah, I have also seen some of Sonic Boom, and it is the animation's great. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't mind CGI, which I don't, and um, you know the voices and stuff are cool too. I've only seen a few episodes, but my only experience with Boom besides that is the demo that came out was for Lost Worlds or whatever. And um, it's kind of just like that, honestly. It's the voices are good. It's kind of weird seeing them all. They all have weird gear on. Like Sonic's got a weird brown bandana, and Knuckles has like crazy brass knuckle spike things on his hands. And plus, he's really big. And uh, Tails is wearing weird little goggles and stuff. But mm-hmm. I mean, it, it definitely feels like Sonic. And I, I'll probably um, I'll probably check it out if I'm up on like a Saturday and I see it's on. I, I usually click it on and keep it on in the background, so it's not too bad. Okay. Um, so you say you're, you're done with, uh, your list. Yeah, that's it, man. That's all I could think of. <laughs> okay. Well, let me, let me throw a couple of things at you here then. Um, did you, I know you've played the, the games, but have you watched any of the Mega Man Battle Network game, uh, show? I started, when we started talking about doing this, I watched, uh, like half of the first episode and I was like, man, this isn't that great. And that's when I switched mm. to the original Mega Man show and got sucked <laughs> in. So I've seen like. 15 minutes of the first episode okay um let me run down some more of this list then uh in japan there was a three episode cartoon series that was super mario brothers themed Hmm. and each one of these episodes cover a a fable or uh, a story so there's a peach boy themed episode a one inch boy themed episode which i'm not familiar with that story but that's a japanese fable as well and there was also one based on snow white oh that's cool (laughs) and i started watching these and they kind of look similar to the american super mario brothers super show animation but i think it's a little bit more along the lines of the quality of the art for super mario brothers 3 okay i think that i think uh they did a little bit better job of doing the animation making that look like the the art that comes from the games cool and I haven't watched a bunch of it, but uh, it, it does look pretty good. And um, I'm going to probably watch the rest of those. Um, I, th- I think it'll probably be pretty pretty good and worth my time. Yeah, I'm interested to check it out, too. Um, there is the Final Fantasy Unlimited uh, anime series, which has nothing to do with any of the games, uh, but has a lot of the themes that are present in Final Fantasy games. And it has a really cool... Like kind of like dark hero character uh, that follows along these two kids and a woman that's kind of basically taking care of the kids. Um, there's some the characters' names. The two little kids are I and you. <laughs> and so there's a lot of weird uh, things going along with uh, with that because of their names. Uh, interestingly enough, in the Animal Crossing cartoon. The the main girl character's name is I, and there's a boy character that like lives in the next town over, but he's always in her town, and his name is You. So they have hmm. the same names, which is kind of funny to me. Yeah. Uh, but, in, but in this Final Fantasy series, um, it's really it's really goofy. It does not look like anything you would expect from Final Fantasy, but it has crystals present. It has the summons present. Um, and it's it's kind of pretty cool once you get past the weird animation style and it being nothing like Final Fantasy. I would definitely recommend watching it. Um, it's it's a pretty cool show. 
Um, I saw that there is a Fire Emblem anime. Which I tried to watch. It, exactly. You tried to watch it, but it was so terrible that you stopped watching it. It's you? really old, too, and the, the copy I found is not very good. Um, can I circle back to Final Fantasy? Go ahead. I feel like we should bring up that there was two Final Fantasy movies as well. Uh, what's the first one? Spirits Within? Or... The Spirit Within is... is uh... Really cool looking, but most people don't seem to like it. I liked it. Uh, I liked it. I kind of always thought of it as being the last, maybe like chapter of a of a game. Yeah, uh, I feel like you you're. Uh, it, it's really just like the the very ending of what would be a full game. And if you look at it in that kind of aspect, I think it really makes the movie work a lot better. And all the voice actors are all top notch. They're all A list. Really good. Oh yeah. And, and it, it was. Oh, I'm sorry. I, it was the first time I'd ever watched a CG movie um, where I thought any of it looked any, in any way realistic. Um, there's this one scene where it's uh, showing like an office building or something, and there's like lights coming in through the window and like, flashing on mm-hmm. all the desks and stuff. And even though it's dark and it's easy to do CG and dark and make it look realistic, it was definitely the first time I'd ever seen something and thought to myself, like, wow, this really looks like an office yeah. With lighting and stuff. And so I, I thought that was pretty impressive. And I could see why people who are huge Final Fantasy fans didn't like it because it didn't it didn't really follow the games or anything. But mm-hmm. me personally, I never cared about Final Fantasy and I just viewed it as a sci fi movie and I thought it was really cool. And then I watched uh, what's the second one called? Advent Core? Uh Advent Children. Advent Children and that one's even cooler and that does kind of follow the games. It's got really cool action. If if you like all the crazy special moves and stuff they do, I mean that's the movie to watch. And you see you know, you see the Buster Sword and it's got all the characters in it. And I know that most from what I read online and just talking to my friends that are Final Fantasy fans, that's you know, that's the movie they enjoy more than Spirits. But I like them both. I think they're both really cool. I like them both as well. And I had um, completely forgotten about them until we started doing this. <laughs> okay. Advent Children makes me want to like Final Fantasy more, mm-hmm. uh, at least Final Fantasy VII in particular, because uh, I don't really like the game, uh, which uh, I'm kind of, on a side note, hoping that this remake that they're working on is going to be good. Yeah. Um, and uh, so then there was, yeah, the final the Fire Emblem anime, which has like, it's just really dated. It uh, doesn't have very good voice acting, in my opinion. And uh, I, I couldn't keep watching it. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? We, we briefly talked uh, off camera about the Donkey Kong Country cartoon. Right. Um, and I think you've watched more of that than I have. I feel like I watched it on WB or maybe Fox. I think it was on Fox. Maybe. When I was in my you know early 20s. But when mm-hmm. I was researching, it said it was a French show. So you said maybe they made it in France, but... Maybe they brought it out over here. I, I don't know. I have trouble even remembering it. Just I was seeing stills of different clips from the show when I was going through it, and I, I don't know. They were striking memories with me, but maybe I'm just remembering the games, man. I don't know. Perhaps because the art style is kind of mimicking the 3D from the games mm-hmm. that they used for the pre-render, and uh, I just it's it's a little too dated for me. Um, if you were going to compare it to something, it's kind of like the the reboot cartoon and that CG, or maybe Beast Wars. That's what I was going to say. It's Beast Wars grade CGI for sure. But for whatever reason, I mean, I give reboot a uh, you know a, a pass because it takes place in a computer system, so right. it, it doesn't bother me that it looks all blocky and stuff. And then Beast Wars, I just love that show. Me so too. 
I give that a pass too. The Donkey Kong Country cartoon, however, I do not like the CG in this cartoon. Yeah, it just seems like they should have just went ahead and drew it. It would have looked a lot cooler. Yeah, if they made it look like that King of Swing box art. Yeah, see, that's really that's nice. like that would be perfect for um for an animated Donkey Kong show. It's just cartoony enough to where you know you're watching a cartoon, but it you know it looks pretty good. The lines are nice and sharp, and I think it would really pop. If oh, yeah. it was animated. Oh yeah. Um, but on top of that, I don't really like the voices either, mm-hmm. and the stories are just kind of, in my opinion, kind of throwaway. Yeah, it's like um, they just slapped it together quickly. So I've never been able to get through the whole, you know, I must not have finished watching it when I was uh, young because I barely remember anything from it at this point. Yeah. Um, I I wish it was better because you you know I love Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, me too. I mean, we're talking about, I mean, they're both in our top tens probably from SNES back when we were young. So Mm -hmm. we're like, we're the target audience for this kind of thing. If we don't like it, I mean, who's going to like it? Yeah, and I'm sure there, I'm sure there's some people out there that like it. It was on for like two seasons or something, so yeah, it'd be halfway decent. Well, you know how um, animated shows are, though they'll get greenlit for two seasons before they even put one out. So that's true. Um, and then I have only two more things to mention. Uh, one of which is something I've never watched, um, but I feel like it could probably be pretty decent, which is the F Zero cartoon. No, oh, I didn't even know there was one. Oh, yeah, there is. Um, I don't know anything about it. Um, I, it does look like it might be pretty good, though. Um, so I'd be interested to check that out. Um, and then, of course, the last thing, the elephant in the room, if you will, would be the Pokemon cartoon. Yeah. Which um, I've, I watched... Uh, what did I... How much of that did I watch? I watched all of it up through Johto and the Orange Island series and... Um, wow, how far? I probably watched up to almost where um, I guess Ruby and Sapphire would have started. Okay, it, maybe in, maybe just into that. Um, but all of it before then, I've probably watched every single episode up until that point. I really only really like the first two seasons, mm-hmm. or I guess like the first. I guess it is the first two seasons. The first season is really really long. And is the best in my opinion, um, and then it just kind of, in my opinion, flounders around for a lot of seasons. And there's weird stuff like uh, they tried to replace Jesse and James for a while yep. with with Butch and Cassidy. Yep. Um, and I guess no one liked them, so they went back to back to the old school Jesse and James. Yeah, well, Squad. Butch and Cassidy could actually, you know, they were actually a little bit menacing, whereas people didn't want that. They wanted the wacky slapstickiness of, of Jesse and James and Meowth running around. Mm-hmm. I think they could have easily had both of those people. They do at Butch. times. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Butch and What's-Her-Face show up sometimes now. They're just little, like, side story things, though. They're not actually, you know, episode to episode anymore. Okay. Um, I've uh-huh. watched all the way. I I think we actually, me and my wife actually marathoned all the way up to up to season ten, which is Diamond and Pearl, basically. Okay. And that's kind of. And I've seen episodes from Diamond and Pearl, but that's where we stopped, and we never picked it back up again. I didn't start watching it again until uh, X and Y, and um, I okay. still, I I don't watch it every week now. I 
basically waiting to see if it's going to be a gym battle or not, and then I watch it. So I get tired <laughs> of all the kitty running around, not doing any kind of battling or training or anything. I only like to see the battles. You don't like those filler episodes. Yeah, if you want to call them that. I mean, <laughs> I mean you could sort of call them. But yeah, I definitely if I if I look next week, it's like, oh, Ash is finally going for his fourth uh, gym battle. Then I'm all over it. And of course, you and I both really like Pokemon Origins. Oh, yeah. And that's what I would like to see more shows like that. I get tired. I guess I get tired of Ash, to be to be honest. He just starts to get on my nerves after a while. I get tired that he's like always giving up his good Pokemon for for poo-poos and I just feel you know and he never can win a battle legitimately he's always got to do some crap that you can't even do in the games or anything Mm -hmm. he's like manipulating the environment or he's hitting rock Pokemon with thunder attacks I'm just like get out of here with this (laughs) I mean you can't he's like taking down ground rock guys with moves that you can't hit with in the game oh and the other thing that drives me crazy is Pikachu knows like eight attacks it's like every other week he learns some new attack, and he, every you know, and then he won't use his other one for a little while, and then he could use it again later. I just, I don't know. Oh, and he's also, it, to for him to be effective, <laughs> he'd have to be a physical and special and have speed too. It's it's impossible. But I guess that's what makes Ash's Pikachu so special. He can do impossible stuff that you can't do in any of the games. Yes. So that's kind of gets on my nerves. I know it's some <laughs> geeky, you know, Pokemon stuff, but it drives me crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, so have you been watching it up into, I guess they are calling it, like, Series Z now? It's, it's XYZ now. Um, okay. I stopped... We're still, I think we're still technically, we just started XYZ in America. I had already, basically now what I do is I go into YouTube and I watch all the battle clips that have already been put up of X, okay. Y, and Z. So I've seen Ash run around with with his Greninja now that synchronizes with him and looks like him. And it's yeah. really cool. There's a really good uh, battle online of his Greninja fighting a Charizard who megas. And then he, you know, he does his Greninja Mega, if that's what you want to call it. And it's yeah. pretty, pretty cool. The thing that I, the thing that I really like about the newer series is the animation is really good. It's all HD and all the attacks look really cool in it. I don't know, it kind of, you know, they're never going to be able to animate the games as well they, as they can the show. So it's cool to see some of these battles and then you can kind of, you know, imagine what it's supposed to look like in the game. Mm-hmm. But I'm, yeah, I'm kind of. I'm not gonna say I'm completely out on it. Like I said, I only check out battle shows now. Though, whereas when I was younger, I would watch it religiously. I used to record it every week on a VHS. Oh. If anybody uh, still remembers what those are, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. Like, um, I, there were a lot of really good, just kind of like side story stuff in the in the older episodes. I thought I've, I've gone back and watched the first season mm-hmm. recently, and I still really like it. Yeah, I do too. If I had to pick, I would probably go with the first season as well. I guess, like you said, about when he starts doing the Orange League stuff is kind of when I started getting a little bored with it. Well, why does he get? Why does he abandon his dream of like winning at the uh, uh, Indigo Plateau? Yeah, I don't know. He just, <laughs> I know they send him off to other places, and he gets wrapped up in all those other towns and stuff. He's a really bad ADD. That's, that's yeah, that like hyper ADD. <laughs> Uh, oh well, it's it's still. I, I love Pokemon. I love that show. More or less. <laughs> what else can we say? So I think that covers pretty much everything that we could talk about, other than you know some little stuff that doesn't really matter. Yeah, and I mean, if, if this segment's uh, showed anything, it's that there's not enough 
you know, video game Nintendo specific shows and stuff. I really wish they would start pumping them out. Like we need some more, we need some more Nintendo based shows. Oh, well, one of the things that I was thinking of when watching the Animal Crossing movie was I, this could make a great series. You've got so many characters to work with um, that you could really flesh out. Um, you, you could make lots of episodes of that and, and make a and make a really good show. Yeah, I think so. And that would um, I think boys and girls would enjoy that too. Oh so. yeah, oh yeah. Whereas a lot of these shows, you could tell, were completely geared towards guys. And you know, I'd be surprised if any if any uh, young girls back in the day actually liked any of these kind of shows. I mean, just like I said about Mega Man alone, it's just Mega Man basically talking down to his sister the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, why would why would any young girl want to watch that kind of show? I know some uh, girls my age that like the Sonic cartoons. Yeah, I could see that because, like you said, Sonic's pretty goofy, and it, it would probably be fun for everybody, you know. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, they need to get on a Metroid cartoon. Yeah, that's that would be my vote too. I would love to see a Metroid show. Oh yeah, and I think it would play like right now. Sci-fi is pretty popular. I think they could maybe get away with it, and I think everybody would like it. But I don't mm-hmm. know. You'd have to get somebody like Cartoon Network or somebody to do it, and all they want to do is their own stuff these days. So I, it might we not never ever see any shows based on Nintendo stuff. I don't know, unless Nintendo puts them out themselves. You know. Yeah, which which I've gone over a lot of times in the news section that they are definitely working on some stuff. For sure. Cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a break to this. What ended up being a really long segment, surprisingly. <laughs> it's uh, my turn to pick the song, and I chose I chose a song from the NES game Pictionary, which isn't a very good game, but uh, the music is really awesome. I chose it from the main drawing theme, and we'll be right back with the news. come out uh, on the news front was the announcement of something called the NES Classic Edition, yeah, which is a miniature NES-looking thing uh, that you can plug in basically like classic controllers into as controllers and play NES games on your TV with an HDMI cord. Yeah, and they have uh, NES versions of the classic controller that are going to be coming out with it, and you, like yeah. you said, use the same port, and you can actually use those. Um, on your Wii U now to play NES games, which is really oh, yeah. cool. Um, so the sy- this system thing uh, is going to be sixty bucks, and the controllers are only ten dollars. Yep. So if you don't even want to get this, but you want to have a cool NES controller for your virtual console on your Wii or Wii U, 
you could totally get just the controllers and use those. Which I'll definitely um, at least be doing that for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, now, this collection is really not what I was expecting it to be. I was kind of expecting it to be the games that are present in NES Remix or mm-hmm. NES Remix 2. Um, that's kind of the obvious choices for games. But they, they, they went a little outside the box for, the, for this collection, which is really nice. Um, so there are. I'm going to go through an alphabetical order. Um, there's Balloon Fight, uh, which is whatever. There's Bubble Bobble, which in my opinion is also just kind of whatever. Uh, then Castlevania 1 and Castlevania 2, yep. Simon's Quest. Uh, that's really unexpected, but kind of cool. Um, there's Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. Uh, Double Dragon 2, which I used to own on NES. I have and it it's, currently. It's really hard, if, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh yeah, they're all hard, man. <laughs> cheap, cheap getting knocked off of uh, platforms into water and stuff. Got yeah, th- that's the problem with two. They try to add some weird platforming to it, and when you got to press two buttons together to jump, it gets a little tricky. And plus, you walk really slow, so it, there's mm-hmm. no momentum. Yeah, um, and then Doctor Mario, which is cool um, because Tetris is not on this list for uh, I guess obvious reasons. Um, Excite Bike is on there. Uh, Final Fantasy is on there. Um, it's a shame it's only the first one, but apparently that's the only NES Final Fantasy that was that got an official translation. So that's probably why. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah, and there's Galaga from Namco, Ghosts and Goblins, um, which is also really hard. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, but it's a good game. Has awesome music. Um, Gradius, uh, Ice Climber, Kid Icarus, which is also very hard. Uh, Kirby's Adventure, Mario Brothers, Mega Man 2, which is everyone's favorite Mega Man game. I much. guess. <laughs> yeah. Most people's. Um, there is Metroid, which is cool to have on there. Yep. Uh, Ninja Gaiden, uh, Punch-Out, featuring Mr. Dream, Star Tropics, Super C, the Contra game, and then Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3, Tech Mobile, and Legend of Zelda, and Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> there you go. Um, so a really cool collection. Uh, it's got a lot of stuff on there that I don't own on Virtual Console. Um, it's you know if you if you look at Virtual Console prices, I have to say that the sixty dollars price point is pretty good. Um, and if you don't already own a Wii or Wii U and you don't have any of these games and you're wanting to play. Some NES stuff on an NES controller, which is probably the coolest part. Sixty bucks doesn't seem that bad. No, I the price isn't bad, and I really like it's the first plug and play I've seen that's HDMI out as well, which I think is pretty cool. So these games will be looking good, you know, as good as they do on the Wii U. Really crisp blocks. Yeah. Sure. I, I, only thing that kind of bummed me out when I first heard about it, I was hoping it was going to be. Um, there's a Sega, there's a Gen, there's a, a Genesis um, plug and play that also play. It has games built into it, and it also plays the carts. And I yeah. was kind of hoping that this was going to do that as well because I have over a hundred NES carts that, you know, I have to I bust out the old top loader to run them because the NES I use to actually capture off of is a piece of crap, and it's really <laughs> old, and the pin connectors busted up. I'd love to get uh, an official, you know, Nintendo made. Because you know they would make good pin connectors. The problem with all these, oh, yeah. the problem with all these third-party ones is they're really fragile and they're usually only screwed in with little weak screws that are held in by plastic, and they always get stuck and snap in half. And then you mm-hmm. drop, you know, you're dropping like 200 bucks 
for an emulation machine, basically, that is just going to break after you pull, like, five or six carts out of it. So, I would love for Nintendo to do what they're doing, but just make it a little bit bigger so we can fit a cart inside of it. That would be awesome. That would be pretty cool. Uh, I looked at the Genesis one because I... I remember that Sega had made one. I didn't realize that it had the cartridge reader on it, um, which is pretty cool. Um, my other thing about the Genesis one is that it, it's like not made by Sega because they don't have hardware yes, anymore. Exactly. Um, so it looked kind of cheap, but it looks like it. I mean, it works, I guess. Uh, the other cool thing about that one was that controller ports were original Genesis controller ports. Yep. So you could plug in your old controllers too. Yeah, I would love. I I have it on my Amazon wish list. I plan on buying one of those Genesis ones eventually because currently I use a Sega Nomad to play my to play my Sega games, which I also probably have about a hundred of those too. Oh, okay. And um, the thing problem with that is even though it has an S video out on it, which was pretty cool for something that came out back then, it, mm. I even bought a new wire for it, and it's still just it's kind of faulty. Uh, the colors get mishmashed. You'll get like little wave patterns, and it's I don't know. It just it never really works just right. I would just love, and that was the whole thing. They came out with the Retron Five or whatever, and that thing's kind of fragile. And I hear it doesn't really work as great. And not mm. to mention, it's not really even playing the carts. It's just dumping them into ROM form and then emulating it. That's why I was hoping when I saw this that Nintendo, I was like, oh, finally they're actually coming out with an option to play old NES games, how they originally were made. But Oh, and the other thing I was disappointed with about it is the fact that you can't put more games onto it. The The ones yeah. you listed are it. That's what you get with it. Yeah, but it, it's still good. And um, there's a lot of support around this. Uh, much like Pokemon Go and seeing lots of people who don't normally talk about games talking about it, the same thing happened with this. Everyone's really excited about getting this for uh, Black Friday. Pretty much. I'm, I think that's I'm excited for the controller. That's yeah. That's my number one. I, I'm definitely buying at least one of those, probably a couple. Awesome. Now, see, one thing about this uh, before we go to the next item is that uh, they've announced this for the U.S. and Europe right now. Uh, and everybody in those regions, they're all getting the same games. Um, but what I'm interested in is if they announce a like Famicom version of this for Japan. Hmm. Uh, they haven't announced anything. I feel like it's kind of weird that they haven't. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I'm hoping that they announce something because I bet it has different games on it if they do make one. And if it runs on HDMI, it'll be importable pretty pretty much. So yeah, if they even make if one, it runs a different plug, you can get an adapter so we can plug yeah. it in here. I would I would definitely do that if it had some you know weird Japanese gems that I've never gotten a chance to really play. Yes, so I'm looking forward to that announcement if it if it happens. But I have not seen any. I I looked very hard before we recorded, and I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I haven't heard anything either. So, so um, Japanese sales recently uh, this past week, um, Coldcept uh, debuted on it. Uh, I just wanted to have an opportunity to talk about Coldcept again. <laughs> uh, so Coldcept Revolt debuted at number one. Uh, so that was awesome to see it at the top spot. Uh, sales have not been all that great in Japan lately, last uh, month or two. Um, so it didn't sell a ton, but it's cold sept. It's not really going to sell a ton anyway, but it still was number one. And oddly enough, number two was Splatoon. Oh, uh, cool. Apparently, Nintendo released a new bundle for the Wii U, and it sold really well, uh, putting Splatoon at number two, which is which kind of cool to note. Um, it's getting... Uh, 
it still sells really well over there. So it's nice that it's it's selling you know multiple thousands every week still. And I know when we play uh, regular matches, we usually end up being the only Americans in the room. It seems like so. Yeah. Now we often play at night. Um, and so maybe it's just a matter of when we're playing that that happens, but mm-hmm. we do see lots of Japanese players. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, let's see here. Uh, there was a new Japanese Pokemon trailer, uh, which showed some kids at what I believe is like a summer camp or something. And uh, it's kind of like the first Pokemon Sun and Moon trailer, uh, where it's, uh, all live action, uh, and kind of about like the feeling of playing Pokemon more than the game itself. Although this trailer did show off some some new Pokemon that I hadn't seen before, um, and some new gameplay that I hadn't seen before. Um, but overall, these these Japanese trailers they're making for this game are really high quality, and um, it's a shame they're not even like translating the dialogue and releasing them for the U.S. market because uh, I feel like that even though they're a different language, if you throw on some subtitles, I think they they would do well in selling the game because they're just that high quality. Yeah, I, I haven't seen them. I'll have to check them out. Okay. Um, and uh, they also announced some new Pokemon recently. Um, there's like a weird bear guy. Right. And uh, a ghost Pokemon that is like kind of wearing a Pikachu bag over its head. Yeah, my friend said it's a Pikachu ghost. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's, uh, he's a weird typing too. He was a ghost. Fairy? Fair, yeah, Ghost Fairy, which is interesting. Yeah, um, but it's basically like a ghost that doesn't like sunlight and wants to be loved like Pikachu. <laughs> kind of weird. Um, and uh, what else we got here? Um, so the last bit of news that I wanted to bring up real quickly is that um, now with uh, with Monster Hunter being out, which is Nintendo heavily pushed by Nintendo, um, Federation Force Metroid comes out in about a month and they aren't talking about it at all and it kind of has me concerned and i just wanted to bring that up because i wanted to bring up the game and it's it's kind of it's it's concerning to me that they haven't been talking about it at all yeah it seems like it might just kind of sneak out there and disappear unfortunately that's what i I feel like um i just wanted to bring it up it remind people it's about a month away no we'll be we'll be talking about it when it comes out for sure about it yeah um, so as far as releases go, um, I'm going to start with 3DS because I mentioned Monster Hunter Generations already. Um, so that game came out on Friday. Um, and uh, recently, so did uh, Third Dragon, uh, the DS RPG game. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, those two games came out retail, and there's also a download game, Journey to uh, Creesa. I, I'm not really sure how to pronounce that, but yeah, that game out. came out. Yeah. Um, so I know at some point, Brad, you're going to be getting Monster Hunter. Yeah. Um, my uh, Unfortunately, my company had a little computer snafu this week, and mm-hmm. I got double charged in my bills for supplies. So uh, so I, I buy about $70 worth of supplies every month for my job. So I mm-hmm. got charged 140 and there goes all my Monster Hunter money, so I'm going to have to wait until our checks get straightened out. I don't want to get too much into the stuff going on with my <laughs> job, but that's why I'm not currently playing it, but I will be. As soon yeah, you as definitely I have, have money. plans, too. Definitely. I can't, I'm excited, and I can't wait to get it. And um, I'm assuming you and your wife will be getting the game? Yes, most definitely. I don't. She might be a little behind, but I'll de- we'll definitely have at least one copy in the house soon. So Awesome. Awesome. 
Um, and then for the Wii U, um, well, before I go to Wii U, uh, on Virtual Console for the 3DS, Final Fight was released. That's, a, that's a great ago. game. Yeah. Um, and then for the Wii U, um, a Tumblestone came out, which is a, a pretty high-quality um, indie game. It's a match-three puzzle block game. Um, mm-hmm. So that came out. And then some, some kind of like throwaway stuff. Uh, Reptilian Rebellion came out. Chroma Blast and Jackpot 777, which are, those are all downloads. Hmm. Uh, and then for Virtual Console, something I found pretty interesting, um, they released uh, some TurboGrafx-16 games. Oh, cool. And we just talked about that, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's, um, so, it's fun. So they released Box Adventure, New Adventure Island, and R-Type. All uh, really cool games, in yeah. my opinion. And uh, something that's interesting is the menu when you like go to the virtual console menu when you like pause the game is actually different for the uh, Turbo Graphics games. Oh wow! Yeah, they have like a PC Engine background, and they have an extra option to adjust the screen, which uh, is not present in the like Nintendo stuff. Hmm. So kind of like um, the menus for the Genesis games on the 3DS are actually different too mm-hmm. uh, because you have a you can like change the way it renders the screen I do believe on those um, this this also has a different setup for the emulation as well that's pretty but cool it is pretty cool um, uh, they haven't really done that on console and ever so it's nice to see that I, I, I think someone else created this engine for the emulation and they they just adapted it to the system. And so that's why it kind of runs a little bit differently. Gotcha. Um, and that covers all the news. Oh, cool. That was a quick uh, news segment. Well, after yeah, our last segment, we yeah. needed a quick one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I guess we should go ahead and close it up here. I'm trying to think if there's any kind of housekeeping to bring up lately. And we don't really have anything to give away. Um, we're just kind of doing what we do. We just keep putting our videos up. And uh, Adam's uh, working on more Mario levels, like he said. And yeah, so just go ahead and uh, tell everybody where they can find you at. Well, I I think we should still mention that we are playing a lot of Splatoon. So if you want to find me, I draw robots on the Nintendo Network. Um, we can you, if you're playing Splatoon, we'll play Splatoon with you because uh, that's mostly what we've been playing lately. Yep. Um, and so definitely hit us up on up on that. Um, you can find me pretty much anywhere, Twitter. Um, other places, any kind of gaming system, I'm I draw robots. So please, please find me if you'd like. Um, I'm a pretty cool guy. I like to think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's how you can find me. Yeah, and um, and listening to Adam talk about having his uh, you know, his little gaming party the other night, and pl- I've been really uh excited to play Mario Kart again. So that's also another option. I'm sure Adam would be willing to get some rounds in too. So if anybody that likes to show, you know, is interested in playing, you know, Mario Kart or specifically Splatoon because that's what we're really into right now, definitely hit us up. For me, it's uh, at Bradley Guys Twitter and of course here on YouTube if that's how you're checking out the show. And hmm, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like um, there's something else that I wanted to bring up, guys, but I'm just, I'm blanking on it right now. So hopefully I'll remember it for next week. So, hit that thumbs up button. Yeah, go ahead and hit that like button. Throw us a sub if you feel like it. Sub us on iTunes if you listen. Just just to be nice, we'd appreciate it. A review would be awesome as well. And until next week, we will catch you later. Bye.